0: Your hosts, Brian Fry, John Flack, and Russell Guest, coming now to Headphones in Your Ears. Greetings, all you lords, ladies, and knights of the Retro Movie Roundtable. Welcome to where we watch movies and then talk about them. Today, I'm excited to bring to you a very, very special episode. If you didn't already notice it in the theme song, we're expanding the show uh, we have another expert ready to join the show with us. So uh, you've heard his, you've heard him on at least half the shows already. So we wanted to do right by him and bring him in the fold. Welcome, your new co-host, Brian Fry. Evening, everybody. Hey, and if you're worried at all, if you haven't been hearing from John lately, that's okay too. He's gonna be back lots and lots of times. But as we mentioned, this is not our normal gig. This is a hobby, this is for fun, uh, we don't get paid to do this yet, unless you want to donate to us and make this our full-time job, in which case more power to you. So.
1: Oh yeah, you could uh, absolutely pay me for this, that would that would be key.
0: I'd get you an episode every day if you want that, just, just for the record. So, so, yeah. So if there's, yeah. A, if there's a wealthy millionaire out there who loves this show, uh, get with us. Anyway, Brian, <laughs> Brian, are you ready to join the show?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. We've hazed
0: you, we've given you the blood pact, uh, there's the spit oath, you know, there's the blindfold test, and you've made it through all of the uh, initiations, you made it through both of the uh, gates uh, from the never-ending story, Uh, you didn't get zapped by laser vision, so, and uh, also you were able to deal with your uh, inner self, so you faced your true self and now you're here, so.
1: Yeah, most of the hazing came from other movies, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we realized that once uh, once Brian did ten things. Uh, sorry, once Brian did, uh, <laughs> still doing it. That's
1: that's gonna happen for the rest of time. Like, I don't think you'll you'll ever be able to uh, <laughs> to get that one.
0: Yes. So once Brian and Brian came in and did uh, how to lose a guy in ten days, we said, you know what, this guy's host material, Brian. Why don't you tell the people at home a little bit about yourself? We know each other, obviously. I I met you back in seventh grade, so that was 1997 for those of you who are counting. And if you're recalling the original intro episode, I met you and John at the same time in Homeroom. Kick that off. And what do you remember from that?
1: Yeah, they definitely, uh, you know, they, they put everybody together alphabetically, so the F's and G's are, were in the same place. And uh yeah, I had known John for a little while at this point from elementary school, and it was uh, it was fun getting together in uh, junior high school because you know we were doing a whole lot of new stuff together. We were finally able to change classrooms. You got to feel like you were really older at that point in the uh, in the education uh, process. But uh, I am 34 years old, uh, from Charleston, West Virginia, like John and Russell, and we, you know, all went to high school together before uh, splitting ways for college. I have been watching movies for as long as I can remember, uh, and that's not just from a standpoint of like Disney movies, obviously, you know, stuff you get shown as a kid. But I remember very distinctly when I was about 11 or 12 years old that I didn't really have a hobby, like anything at all, and. I wanted a hobby, so I was thinking about it, and I was watching a movie, and I was like, you know what? I should just do this. I should I should get into movies. So I started collecting movies. Uh, this is back in the uh, stone age of VHS. Uh, for those of you who are listening, those are actually cassette tapes. Great investments. Right, right. And uh, by the time DVD came out, I had invested in roughly, I think, 325 VHS tapes.
0: Oh, the pain of it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, this is before Walmart did fancy things like digitizing that stuff for you. So, um, I ended up just doing a big yard sale. Uh, there were three movies on VHS that I kept, uh, just because I really liked them and just couldn't part with them. The first one being, uh, Clerks, uh, one of my first true love movies, not from an actual romance standpoint. Love that movie. Yeah, it's it's just fantastic. Another being Bad Boys with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. That was the first R-rated movie I ever purchased as well, and I had to do it at my grandparents' house because I knew my parents wouldn't let me have it. Uh, so I bought it used from a video rental store. The other one was just kind of a weird one. It's just one that kind of makes me happy. It's an EDM uh, movie about or an EDM movie called Groove, and I just always really liked that movie, and I had. I didn't have any really great story reason why to keep that one, but I ended up keeping it anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted a hobby. Uh, I really wanted uh, I wanted something that I could be like, yep, this is what I do. And uh, that ended up being it. And I think at this point, I probably have somewhere in the ballpark of maybe 500 DVDs and call it half that in Blu-ray or, uh, half that added added on in, in Blu-ray. So I probably have somewhere around 700 movies. And then I've got some, some digital stuff. I've been the curmudgeonly old man who's having a hard time, uh, moving directly to digital, but at this point, so I'm not looking like a hoarder. I understand the, uh, the benefits of it. So yeah, I've got, got a ton of movies and I really like, I really focus on a different scale when it comes to rating movies. And I've touched on it a little bit while we've uh, been doing podcasts. I watch, rate, and make my purchasing decisions on a very unique scale instead of just doing a one to 10 on how good a movie was, I'll give it a one to five uh, based on how good the movie is. And then another one to five based on its rewatchability and entertainment factor. So you can have a movie that is absolutely fantastic, you know, checked off all the boxes in terms of direct cinematography. But if it's a downer or if it's something I'm like, okay, that's great. I'm never watching that again. It's going to get a five. Now that's not going to burn it down, but again, ratings on two different pieces. So I do have a collection of movies that there are some, there are some brutal rotten tomato reviews on some of the movies I own, but I love them because they're entertaining. So rewatchability is really a really big deal for you. Is a huge deal for me. Uh, there are probably 20 movies that if I'm flipping through the channels and it's on, I own a DVD of it, a Blu-ray of it, and probably a digital copy of it as well, but I'll still watch it on whatever channel I fell on because there it is.
0: Plus, it's always fun to see what they substitute out in TV. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, especially for Bad Boys, man. If you watch Bad Boys on like TNT or something, it is an insanely different movie. And just like we talked about when we did uh, Coming to America, you know... I, that completely changed that movie for me, because I had only ever seen it censored on television.
0: Sounds like it was a little more conscious for you or uh, than it was for John or I. When did you realize that you had a thing for movies that was more than like most people around you? Because everybody kind of likes them. But when did you realize that you're an enthusiast?
1: Probably based on the fact that I was constantly, so I uh, I would I would go up to Hardy County, West Virginia, and stay with my grandparents for a chunk of every summer, and I would pester them almost on a daily basis to take me down to the video rental store, and I mean these guys saw me all the time, and I mean I would buy or rent um, probably let's say if I was staying for two weeks, I would probably end up renting at least 14 DVDs or I'm sorry VHSs uh, during that time span because in rural West Virginia uh, you don't get many channels
0: that's true and it's worth noting that uh, Brian did all of this while being in good like reasonable physical shape too so uh, I don't know what's your secret to to watch watch as many movies read as many books as you do also get some video games and and listen to a ton of music and also not be like 500 pounds so good for you good good for you for that
1: well, the, the nice thing on that is you, you can literally listen to music while you're doing anything. So um, I fill every non-professional minute of my day listening to music. I, I'll i turn Pandora on while I'm in the shower and can't hear it just so it's on when I get out of the shower. That's That really is the, the, the secret to the music piece uh, working for Barnes and Noble. I'm an assistant manager with Barnes and Noble. Um, the book piece, uh, I have far more books than I will probably ever have a chance to read, but the, Oh, I need to read this queue keeps growing because I'll see something and want to read it. Um, so I just try to keep pace with that as best I can. Um, I do a healthy amount of audiobooks as well, uh, to kind of supplement with the, uh, with the, uh, paper copies. Again, you can fill in you know any portion of your day with an audiobook that you know that's that's like adding reading to whatever else you're doing so I'm walking my dog and I'm listening to this book so uh, that really started heavily because I was working about 45 50 minutes away from home and I needed something to uh, fill in that drive time I to say the movies piece uh, I've been slacking uh, I don't get to watch. Nearly the volume of movies that I used to, or that I'd even like to. Uh, I've been averaging about four movies a year in theaters, and then everything else I just have to to play catch up when it drops on DVD. Although I watch way more than four movies a year, uh, it's uh, it's tedious, man. You got you got to really triage uh, what's what's really important to you in theaters when you have a hard time getting there.
0: Well, more movies come out than used to as well that's one of the things i've you know i kind of uh, uh i log my my personal ratings for movies on like uh, oddly enough just like a word document and it's one of those things that i've noticed that you know if you go back and look at the number of movies that were released you know back in the 80s and stuff like that it's it it seems like there are far more that come out now than they used to so you know and with any oh, movies it. being a bigger thing than used to be i mean netflix There's a lot of movies that just, you know, the movie counts much higher than it used to be. So it's not just you. It's harder to catch it all.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree.
0: We talked about how you kind of discovered movies and like fell into the love with them. But if someone were to ask you right now, what is it you like about movies? Uh, Which is a different question.
1: Well, it's all about storytelling. A really important thing about movies, what they really do for us. In general, is they allow you to turn your brain off, but still use it. So it is a place you can go and hear a story. It's it's an audiovisual book. I mean, you can you can clump the two things together. Of you know, so many uh, novels now are being committed to uh, the screen. First and foremost, just as a caveat here, I always recommend reading the book first. I, I just think that it's all about storytelling. And I love a good story.
0: Definitely the first part of what makes me like a movie, too. I've always said, you know, if you wrote if you wrote your movie into a book and then you have a boring book, then you automatically have a bad movie. That's kind of how I feel about it. Looking at you, Citizen Kane.
1: (laughs) We all have one movie that we, you know, everybody tells us we're supposed to like it, but we don't. Yeah. (laughs) Every single person.
0: AFI told me that was the greatest movie of all time. So I went in and perhaps with unfair expectations of like the greatest, watching the greatest movie of all time. And then I got through it and I was like, Hmm, well, that's not the greatest movie of all time. I debate this. I
1: have a, a funny story about John and trying to get me to watch it. Not the greatest movie all, of all time, but he, he was very, very high on Requiem for a dream. He was like, this movie is phenomenal. Um, he was telling me a little, It's about like why it's so amazing and everything. What he didn't tell me is it is the most morbidly depressing movie in the history of film. I I have not seen it. I'm not sure. Like, I I think I, I think I left Schindler's list happier than I did watching this movie. Um, I actually pulled him after the movie was over. I, I just, I wanted to kill him. I was like, I'm going to go to church now. Have a nice evening. Like it was that movie will wreck your soul. Schindler's list will wreck your soul too, but this one's worse. That my point.
0: <laughs> I don't, uh, I have not seen it, but, uh, you know, I, I might have a little more threshold for this than, uh, say our frequent guest, uh, most popular guest on now that you're a host, uh, Chad Robinson said, I don't like to be put through movies. I, that is something I don't feel like, uh, uh, I won't go as far as Chad will on that one, but yeah, I, I I definitely feel that way to some degree too. So I have not seen it. I've been warned by you and some other people against that one. But, uh, speaking of John, uh, and I really wish he had been here, but like I said, you know, life throws you some curveballs. He's got a little one. He's, uh, he's, he's got his hands full in North Carolina. That's why we need some extra help here. But, uh, for, for fun and old time's sake, what is your best movie memory with John?
1: I'm going to go with gladiator with Russell Crowe and, not because of anything that happened in the movie or anything that happened around the movie with him, but because that was the single movie that we have watched the most together. Not because it's like, Hey, let's sit down and watch gladiator over and over and over again. But because based on me crashing at his house in high school, him being my roommate freshman year in high uh, college, uh, it has the single best, DVD screen to sleep to we would put on gladiator hit play one or both of us would be asleep before you know he's a slave in the arena and both (laughs) of us would wake up to now you now we are free playing as the DVD menu is going (laughs) because it was such a peaceful thing that no matter when you woke up in the middle of the night you're like oh that's nice and then you just go back to sleep
0: uh, special sleep therapy from Brian Fry. You can, you can take that one. You know, that's a, that's, that's interesting that you say that, uh, you know, I, 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 my head goes to the wedding crashers where, uh, uh, you know, we've got, um, Vince Vaughn's character, and he has to go every every birthday of his best friend Owen Wilson, and uh, spends the night and carries a sleeping bag over. So I'm now picturing you, like ringing the doorbell on John's door in Greensboro in early March, being like, "It's your birthday. Let's watch Gladiator and fall asleep to it." So,
1: yep yeah, that that would definitely be what would happen. Um, I'm trying to think of some other funny funny stuff that's happened around that because there, I I'll take blame too. I, Sure, he has a story of a movie that he thoroughly loathed that I put him through, but I, I don't know because it's probably something I really like. But when I put somebody through a bad movie, I mean, it's like Sharknado or something. Like, It's not, it's it's owned bad, not- Let's just camp. Yeah. To this day, one of my favorite movies, and I have no really good reason why, is 13th Warrior with Benicio Del Toro. Banderas, right? I, I love that movie. I love the book. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Dusty del Toro. Sorry. he did, yeah. I, I actually think that actually, they did that in a commercial recently where it was del Toro getting confused as Banderas. So that's that's funny. Anyway, he plays a um, poet from, I think, Baghdad. And, you know, he's super Spanish accent, which, you know, you can make some some arguments on why that would still be valid. But, uh <laughs> it's a Viking. It's a Viking movie that, man. I mean, it just gets crushed by a lot of people, but I love it. It's you know, I'd call it a guilty pleasure. I, I think I'd stick by it no matter what.
0: I enjoyed it. I, I mean, it's not like in my top movies, but I, I certainly enjoyed it. In many ways, I think this prepared him for his greatest role in Puss as Puss in Boots.
1: Oh, of course. There's a you can draw a lot of parallels between those two movies.
0: Yeah, you can. Yeah, I like Banderas, and that, that's that's an underrated movie. That's fair to say. Similar question, and I wish I could ask John the same question at the same time, but uh, anyway, uh, best movie memory that you and I have?
1: The first time I got a chance to show you Clerks. Uh, I mentioned it as being one of the VHSs I I held on to for posterity, and uh, this is is a movie that I have, I I don't want to use the word pushed on other people, but it's just one of those things that people need to watch this film.
0: Oh, so funny. We we will eventually get to it on the show as in our quest to cover every movie.
1: But uh, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. Um, Clerks brought me there. But uh, if there was a movie that ever just really uh, nailed it home for me, it was Chasing Amy. So that's another one that I would highly recommend for any film enthusiast who has not seen it. You could make the argument that it's a romantic comedy Uh, but it is a, you know, it's, it's, it's Ben Affleck before he was huge and, uh, just an overall really entertaining movie.
0: That's a, that's definitely, uh, another good one. But I, I remember that night that you're talking about, it was actually, I don't know, let's say John's 14th birthday, give or take, and he had a big lock in at St. Matthew's church in Charleston. There was a lot of basketball played that night. There was uh, a lot of video games played that night, and as things were definitely quieting down and most people were asleep in some corner of the church somewhere or not, uh, you showed me probably the least church-friendly movie ever, but uh, <laughs> uh, you and I did not uh, I didn't sleep much that night. Uh, I, I might have actually had an all-nighter. I can't remember. I definitely was sick the next morning, and I regretted uh, staying up that late and super cold as well, but... Um, it was worth it because uh clerks was a hilarious movie so and uh that's definitely one of the things i remember and i remember our, my friend brett driving me home cuz i i did not have a car and i was like sitting there coughing like and like a super tired and he's like man you sound like you got really sick last night i was like <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it was worth it i um uh, i actually this wasn't the same night but i was at another lock in at that church with john one time and it was like the middle of winter and i didn't pack well i didn't bring enough clothing i didn't bring i don't think, i think i might have forgot my sleeping bag or something anyway uh everybody had gone to sleep and i was just wand- wandering around because it was actually really cold in the church and i'm no i'm not a person who gets cold very easily no you're not i en- i i ended up sleeping on top of a heating uh great in the wall <laughs> so it was cold there it was like it was one of those big units that sticks out from the wall so i got into the windowsill <laughs> where the thing was blowing and that's where i slept that night because i was freezing my butt off
0: this has nothing to do about movies but while we're on talk about getting cold at night uh john's house was always in my opinion frigid and i do get cold easily but in uh we, we always stayed in this like strange little breakfast nook instead of like the living room because it was like this place that we could just be more, you know, more ourselves and spread out and play tons of video games, watch movies all night long. And I didn't have the mission of staying at John's that night. We're in high school this time. And I wake up in the middle of the night, absolutely frigid. It's like October, late October. And the windows are open uh, from where it might have been nice <laughs> at like 4 p.m. But everybody else is like asleep. And I didn't pack anything i didn't have a sleeping bag and like i tried to like pull a blanket out from under somebody but they were like sitting on top of it and then like went into the other like i went into the rest house looking for a blanket trying not to wake up his mom and and so uh in the end i pulled his old dog's like dog bed on top of myself, which is covered in hair and everything like that. And that's another one of those nights where I woke up the next morning, absolutely like a head full of like crud and stuff like that. Cause you know, like allergies and whatnot of the dog and I, I woke up and I was just like, but I was so cold. I like crawled under this like dog bed.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it is it, true. Listen, I honed my ability to sleep really anywhere from sleeping in that room. I fell asleep in wooden kitchen chairs. I fell asleep in love seats. I, it was like yoga, the place, yeah, especially when you had like six crammed in there. Um, it was like yoga, trying to find a in you know, get yourself into a position where you could at least shut your eyes. And this is always while something mega loud is playing in the background, like full metal jacket or something like that.
0: Yeah. So let's hit you with a couple of uh you know quick ones. What is your favorite genre of movie? Like, what kind of movies do you enjoy most?
1: Uh, Well, like most of the folks that have been on here, and we've talked about this a few times, was uh, I'm I'm a huge science fiction, uh, fantasy. uh, Those movies are definitely my favorites. Um, I also am a huge fan of historical fiction. Kingdom of Heaven, Gladiator, you know, uh, Man in the Iron Mask, uh, Three Musketeers, the the Disney one with uh, Sheen and um, Kiefer Sutherland and uh, Oliver Platt. So mm-hmm. uh, those would probably be my my two best uh, two favorites. So historical fiction and um, science fi- uh, science fiction.
0: Okay, yeah. And then what is your favorite director?
1: Based on that vein, I gotta go with the the guy who does both so well, and it's Ridley Scott. Um, he can do. Uh, action. He can do the, you know, the historical fiction piece. He can do science fiction via alien, um, blade runner. Oh my God. Blade runner. I, I can't say enough good things about that. And, uh, I'll also give a nod. I really Scott's going to be my favorite, but one of the guys that I have the most hope for in the future in terms of, you know, what he's been able to do so far in his young career, uh, is, uh, Dennis Villanueva, um he did blade runner 2049 really did justice at making a sequel to a movie that's it's difficult to do a yeah. sequel that people would respect and uh he's currently in production of a remake for Frank Herbert's Dune which is my favorite book of all time and I can't wait because after seeing what he did with blade runner 2049 I I I have trust
0: seems like a good man for the job I agree so Brian, who is your favorite actor?
1: Favorite actor um, I would say based based on all of his work and then one movie in particular, just because it really blew my mind I, I was I was deep in the willing suspension of disbelief on it. Uh, so I'll go with Kevin Spacey. Um, he really just blew my mind in usual suspects. Uh, also one of my favorite movies of all time. After I saw that movie, I actively began trying to figure out movies early just because that one just, that, it got me. And how much fun is it when a movie really gets you? I mean, it's just, that's it's the best. But uh, I, I can tell you that I started uh, being more the detective at the beginning of movies after I watched Usual Suspects.
0: I loved him in The Negotiator with Sam Jackson.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Or um, House of Cards, like that's. I stayed up way too late one night watching the first season of that. Uh, another guy I'll give a little hats off to just because uh, sheer body of work is Jack Lemmon. Uh, big Jack Lemmon fan. Uh, I remember as a kid uh, watching Grumpy Old Men, and uh, you know, Legend of Bagger Vance is one of my favorites. Uh, he's just uh, he's a great guy. So really like Jack Lemmon as well.
0: The Odd Couple is so good, and uh, I also like The China Syndrome a lot as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, who is your favorite female actress?
1: Favorite female actress is probably Kate Beckinsale. I've been uh, maybe just a little bit in love with her ever since Underworld. <laughs> but, I uh, know. in all seriousness, uh, I, I really do think she's fantastic. I think that uh, she's one of those people that if... You could put her in roles that have traditionally gotten more viewership. Uh, she would excel at them, and um, I don't know. I you know she's done a couple things that are kind of off the beaten trail. She did a movie called Whiteout, uh, where she was a uh, FBI officer uh, assigned as a protection detail to scientists in Antarctica. And I mean, you know, it's one of those movies you'd find in like the two ninety nine bin at the grocery store and it'll end up being one of the best two 99s you ever spend. Uh, so yeah, just stuff like that. Um, I'm also a big Charlize Theron, uh, fan. Uh, we had spoken she seems about to be that. A real
0: popular pick for this. Uh, I've asked this question before to some of the guests before and Charlize has popped up several times.
1: I, I like her acting style. Um, she definitely adds a, a mystique that is very old Hollywood to me, and um, I'm still riding the high of watching Atomic Blonde, which was phenomenal. So that's just kind of where my head went <laughs> right away.
0: Both of those are great choices as well. All of those are great.
1: Well, and you know, just as we were talking about kind of like throwback people too, you know, the Jack Lemon piece and the Golden Age of Hollywood, uh, Judy Dench is is just wonderful.
0: So, Brian, what made you want to do? a podcast, specifically the Retro Movie Roundtable podcast, and become a full-blown host?
1: Well, uh, it's doing something that I honestly would have been doing anyway. A little bit more in depth, but uh, it actually gives me a, a, a reason to uh, exercise a, a muscle and a love that I really have, and I get to do it while talking to you know two of my best friends from back in high school.
0: Absolutely. And we want to share that with everybody out there. So again, please reach out to us. We do want to hear more from you guys on Facebook and uh, on the group there. Give us a like there and uh, write to us on retromovieroundtable@yahoo.com yahoo.com. If you would like to be on the show, uh, we're always looking for people to uh, talk to, to reach out to. And uh, we want to share the, our enjoyment of movies and our friendship with all the listeners out there. And we hope that you enjoy this.
1: Yeah. Thanks guys look forward to hearing from you
0: welcome brian and uh in any any given week you'll have two of brian john and myself and hopefully uh this you know makes life a little bit easier to manage because there are some weeks that go by that are hard to get it all in on so until next time thank you for listening take care of yourselves and
1: watch more movies brian i will go straight admiral akbar on this and say it's a trap